listen, if you dare, to this Sundown 96.6 presentation. Turn down the lights and plug in your headphones as you are immersed in a spine-chilling realm of alien encounters, ghostly apparitions, hair-raising beasts, unidentified flying objects, and more. Welcome to the Cult Class Podcast. My name is Caitlin, and I'm an artist and paranormal enthusiast. I create art as cult.class on Instagram. I am joined by my husband, Nick. This podcast is your one-stop shop for scary stories, paranormal news, and movie reviews. Listen at your own risk. There may be consequences when meddling with forces beyond human understanding. You have been warned. Gardner Mansion has welcomed many guests. It was once a home and then turned into a boarding house. Now the SK Pierce Victorian Mansion is listed as one of the most haunted houses in the country, but it isn't stopping some from entering, including our Rosalind Flaherty. We got a chance to check it out today. She joins us now with more. Rosalind? Olivia, I'm not going to lie, I was a little scared today, and when we came back to edit this piece, we heard noises we never heard when we were there. It's said to be one of the most haunted houses in the country. We actually had somebody here and they heard the rocker. They slept in the red room and they heard the rocker rocking. Guests of the SK Pierce Victorian Mansion and Gardner say unexplained experiences have happened to them. Apparitions, I've had my hair pulled, I've had my jacket pulled down in the basement, um, poked. The mansion was built in the late 1880s by Sylvester Pierce. His first wife died when they moved in. The house's caretaker, Marion Luoma, says since then, nine others have died in the house. Upstairs, somebody burned to death in the house. Luoma watches over the nearly 7,000 square foot mansion and says the third floor is the most haunted. There's some stuff that's happened up here that just recently tossed. She showed us these pictures, which she says captures the paranormal activity. 12 o'clock in the afternoon. See the child standing right here? The house has been featured on paranormal shows and has been sold to many people, including one couple who Luoma says had to move out because of what they experienced. Up and left, handed me the key and said, take care of my house and never came back. 
The current owner is transforming it into a bed and breakfast. Luoma says she's only stayed overnight once and says the spirits won't harm you as long as you respect them. They're playful. They're very playful. They'll throw the ball. We've seen that happen. Wait, sitting here and the ball will roll across the room. Hi, guys. Hey, everybody. Okay, so first of all, I want to apologize to you guys for not the, giving you a heads up that we skipped last week because I ended up being very sick. Things happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, you were down and out. I'm so glad you're feeling better, though. I was trying. I was hanging on to the last minute. I was like, maybe I can do the show. I know, to keep on schedule. Yeah, but it was, I would just have been coughing through the whole thing and it, it yeah. would not have been enjoyable. So, you got another week to watch the Movie Club pick. That's and. Right. We had a week to go to a very haunted location, which is this week's scary story. We did, and how cool is that? It was awesome. That was really, really fun. So, um, first thing I want to say is that still people are commenting and messaging me about that video that I made, about the UFO unidentified things that I saw in the sky. Yeah, in our yard, yes. Yes. I talked about this a couple episodes ago, and people were messaging me that they're satellites and things like that, and last episode I said, well, please send me a video of satellites that look like that, and I still have not gotten any. I'm just saying. So if you are (laughs) sure that these are satellites or meteors or whatever, because I 100% would believe that, please send me a video that looks like this. We're just asking asking for proof. Just proof. Just something similar. That's it. Everybody's so definite, like, so committed to the idea. Not everybody. The people who are... No, there are other people who are just convinced it's a phenomenon. But people who are convinced that these are satellites, they're, like, very strongly opinioned about it. Charged up. Charged up. But they they don't have anything... They're not sending me anything to back it up. Yeah, that's that seems like a common thread, though. Right. Well, that's the internet. <laughs> yeah, right, that's, that's what I mean. It, right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. But I'm just saying, check out that video and listen to that episode of our podcast. And if you got any video, any footage that looks like that, please send it my way. While we're talking about UAPs and UFOs, there's one other thing I wanted to talk about. So NASA has this like UAP UFO research team yeah. that was supposed to research the origins of UAP. And this happened like in 2022. And they came out with the report recently i want to say a week or two ago and they came out and said that there's no extraterrestrial origin of uap but they have no idea what they are (laughs) so that was their conclusion to their whole study they're not really saying anything so it's not extraterrestrial but it's not not extraterrestrial well right they're saying it's not extraterrestrial but they don't know what it is so then couldn't it be Right. We're, I Anything? think we're both saying the yeah, same thing. Yeah, it's like, it's such a, it was such a silly conclusion. It was like a big thing that came out. And I think a lot of people were very highly anticipating their results. And then we're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Okay, so it's not extraterrestrial, but you have no idea what it is. Hmm. Seems like a quick way for like NASA to get a headline. Yeah. In the news. Or just like gives people something i guess i don't know if this is all just to distract people yeah. or if these are real things but know. the idea that it's not extraterrestrial is so much scarier but they don't know what they are <laughs> well that's what i'm saying like is there some country that has these 
craft that are flying at 2,000 miles per hour and stuff because, you know, that's arguably much scary or could be just as scary depending on... Oh, the idea that the technology is not alien is terrifying. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, that's an odd thing to come out and say, like, like, oh, it's definitely not A hundred percent. If it's an adversary, if it's China, if it's Russia, with this insanely advanced technology that's just like playing tricks on the American people is so scary. <laughs> and please people be, around the world. And people, yes, exactly. But please be a little green man. Please yeah. be a little green man. A very nice one. Please. Yeah, like, because it just, I don't that's know. so much it like less like, scary than that. Yeah, it feels like an odd thing. Like, wouldn't our government be freaking out if they truly believed it was an extraterrestrial and that it was some something from this earth because then that would be a major threat to us. A thousand percent. It's just odd. Just Very odd. I wanted to bring up that headline. Very odd. Yeah. And before we jump into this week's episode, I wanted to also mention Sundown 96.6, my scary paranormal radio station. Uh, it is officially spooky season, and we have all these really fun cool songs and shows queued up for october so check out sundown 96.6 you can download our free app for uninterrupted listening and it's on our website sundown966.com so with that said let's jump into the episode let's do it it's time for the listener story This week's listener story comes from our listener, David, and it couldn't have been more perfect timing for him to send this in because this episode is all about haunted, scary houses. So check this one out. Hello, Caitlin. My name is David Bennett. I'm a paranormal investigator here in the Northern Virginia area, Fredericksburg, Stafford County area, and I've been investigating the paranormal now for about 17 years myself with other individuals and with different groups and there is a house in this area that was built in the 1940s that I have access to because the owner has similar interests I actually found out about the house long ago from my father who was doing some work on it and had some experiences while he was there alone in the house told me about it and as I said the owner has an interest and I've investigated there many times over the years and in recent years, I've been investigating there with a group called HVPI, Haunted Virginia Paranormal Investigations, April McCoy's group. And in the past few years, we've been using thermal there and getting some very interesting pictures with a thermal imager. Now, this past April, I was there with four members of the group, April, Michelle, and a married couple, Josh and Heaven. There were some very interesting experiences, first of all in the basement of the house, um, with investigators feeling physically touched. There seemed to be knocks on request. April seemed to be, I mean, I'm sorry, Heaven seemed to be 
the focus of, of much of the activity. Uh, on the first floor of the house, there was some activity, but the most interesting activity this night was on the second floor. Now, there are two bedrooms on the second floor that are of interest. One is called the closet room, and the reason for this is that a couple that was staying there decades ago had a daughter who used to talk to a ghost, a young girl, in the closet. So the story went, and I actually interviewed these people. It's very interesting. And there's another bedroom just down the hall from this called the powder room, so-called because in the past we have put powder on the floor in this room, and, and the rooms are empty. There's no furniture or anything, and sometimes symbols will appear in the powder. So those are the two upstairs bedrooms that are of the most interest. Now in this investigation this past April, while we were in the closet room, it got very interesting. Um, again, investigators were physically touched. There seemed to be very clear um, communication with a device called a ghost box, which is basically a hacked radio which scans up and down to find words. Obviously, the theory being that if spirits can manipulate this device, they can talk to you by finding the correct words. April has a device called a portal, which can connect to the ghost box, which makes the communication much clearer. And as I said, it was very interesting um, interaction. At one point, a, a heaven asked, what religion are you? And a voice replied saying, no religion, no priest. What religion are you? A priest. What religion are you? A priest. Not long after this, I began to run down a list of spirits that are believed to haunt the location, some of whom have been found on uh, census records from the past. And there, again, there was very clear, seemed to be very clear communication. When I mentioned Mrs. Hicks, a voice on the box instantly replied, yes. Mrs. Hicks? Mrs. Hicks? When I mentioned Jacob, a voice said, Jacob's here. Jacob? Jacob? When I mentioned Eliza, a couple of voices, a female voice and a male voice, said Eliza, or said sometimes. A voice said Eliza, and then the female and a male voice said sometimes. Is Eliza here? Sometimes. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I took a picture with the thermal imager during this interaction, and it is one of the most interesting pictures I've taken during an investigation. It clearly, while I was looking through the imager, which I had pointing at April, who was sitting on the floor, I thought I saw eyes sort of looking at me on the imager display, and I took a picture, and you can clearly see a man with very wide eyes, wild-looking eyes, looking at me as I took the picture. And interestingly, he has a, um, appears to have a kind of bandana tied around his lower face. Later, we wrapped up the investigation in the powder room, and while we were in there, we heard what sounded like a cat's meow coming from the closet room, which we had been in. And this is also very interesting because there is thought to be a phantom cat in the house, which has been encountered. It's a very interesting location, and I'm going to be back there in a few months. I thought you might like to know about this. Thank you. When the night falls, when the shadows become deep and black, the silent pall of evil settles on the earth. Who dares to search? Who dares to see what walks in the night? If you dare, welcome to Sundown 96.6 FM. Sundown966.com for more details and merch. <laughs> Welcome to the movie club. Probably gonna want to get this on camera. I don't want to do it, dude. I don't want to do it. Okay, are you ready? Okay, Come on, yes. do it. Give me a countdown. I will. Okay. I promise. Ah! <laughs> are we rolling? I'm gonna get the gum. Pull it right out of his mouth. I got this one. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> She's just looking at it. This is my theory, though, is that it's like a muscle. Watch this. Dude, holy crap. That's why I think we're getting stronger, you know? It's... She thinks it's stolen. She has no idea. Yes, it was the black guy this time. <laughs> He's working it out. There's nothing stopping us. Where you go? 
going? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's just some weird thing. How is this guy's problem? Was it an accident, Andrew? Andrew? I'm worried about Andrew. Listen to me. We can't screw Wait, around with this. It's too dangerous. Andrew, it's Wait, not a game. Andrew! Stop this right now! Guess what is that? Alright, dude, we're going inside. Steve, wait up. Matt, look at this! Holy... Last week's movie club pick was the movie Chronicle from 2012. And I have to say, I was so pleasantly surprised by this movie because I, I don't think I've seen it since 2012. Yeah, oh my gosh, I've never seen it before. And the whole idea around it was so cool. And I love mm-hmm. the alien take on it also. Um, and Michael B. Jordan, he never misses. I, I Come know. On. I was like, Michael B. Jordan, you're in this? <laughs> What's happening? This Him in an so alien cool. movie? How cool is that? Um, yeah, no. I, I really, uh, from top to bottom, it was, it was so cool. I, I love, like, superpower, superhero, yeah. anti-hero movies. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the kids, like personal like life and uh, like home life of Yule was like super sad to see like where he took it after he got all these powers mm-hmm. and, uh, was I don't think that surprising what did you think so I love how they did that because I love a villain that you get to see how they develop mm-hmm. and I love a hero that you get to see how they develop yeah and I really, I just personally really believe in, like, good and evil and choices in life. Totally. And I feel like this movie really, really depicts that so well mm. because um, it's not surprising how he ends up, but it is because there are heroes that end up, we all go through things, You're things so right. are sad. Totally. And he has this choice and he devolves into this horrible, angry person. Mm-hmm. And there's so much possibility and hope with Michael B. Jordan, the friend and his cousin. And, um, and he just chooses to be bad, which I think is like always a really interesting villain, you know, like always fun, fun isn't the word, but interesting to watch. It's like, he has all these opportunities where people are like, Hey, like reaching out and like, and he just, you know, is so angry. So angry, so untrusting. You know, mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan becomes his, his best friend, his confidant, and then he still oh. pushes him away, and in the end, spoiler alert, kills him. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was just all about him him and his anger, and, like, he was just about himself, which yeah. I find very... And filming himself the whole time. Yes, yes. You know, he just got really sucked into his own little story, mm-hmm. and there was so much possibility for him to be good or for them to use those powers for good yeah. or to not use them at all, and he chooses to just destroy things, the whole apex predator scene. Right. Actually, yeah. I went to look for a clip of this movie on Instagram and that scene is like a viral scene and I think just because it's so um, 
heavy. Sure, yeah. Because he's so, that actor is just so, he does such a good job of just being this very bitter, yeah, scary guy. Totally. Um. So I just, like, love the evolution of characters here. Yes. Because um, there's just a lot of light and there's a lot of dark and his dad is very dark and... Uh, even the dad blaming him for the mom's death, like, oh, she died because I wasn't near her. Like, right. the dad never gets better. I know, You know, 100%. like, that not that life, too? You know, sometimes people, just people don't change. Right, yeah. So, and the kid just can't get over this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it's actually a much darker movie than I remember. Yeah. I, when we were watching it, I was like, oh, this is, like, sad. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then he, it, the whole time, he, he had this one cousin from the beginning, before mm-hmm. he had powers, who... He was really close with. Yes. And they were, like, connected there towards the middle. You know, he'd start getting symptoms of bloody nose, all that kind of stuff. And then that was so, like, sad whenever they went up in the sky in that storm. And, I know. And, you know, he killed him, too. Well, it was sort of like this light versus dark because exactly. the cousin was this, like, sweet person who yeah. was like, hey, look, like... Karen guy. Yeah, like, he was caring about him before the That's powers. And the kid just, like, didn't even accept that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he just wanted to be, like, the, the dominant apex and mm-hmm. that he wasn't using his powers in the right way. Yeah, and I feel like they really depicted that so well because he has such a need for that based mm-hmm. on the dad beating him up for so long Yeah, that it's like he just wanted to be on top. Mm-hmm. And then he was, and then he died but um oh spoiler alert <laughs> oh yeah i think we've been trickling them in throughout this whole yeah. so i i think the way um i love the color of the film oh yeah um it's all again like sort of blues and you know dark mm-hmm. and uh not warm at all not warm at all yeah. um and I don't know. It was. I think they depicted like just the whole flying aspect. I was gonna say like, that just, all the shots, like yeah, the flying. That was just so cool. It's just like I don't. I'm sure you've had the dream of where you've like dreamt you were flying, mm-hmm. right? It was. It was like they pulled that from like someone's brain, and the, the whole like learning process was really funny because I feel like you never really see that in like hero movies or yes. pow- people with power movies. Yeah, and I love that they were like teenage guys, you know, so they were like, this is cool, like right. whatever, and they were like playing with Legos and stuff with yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Oh, the other thing about the guy who ends up being a villain is that he's he's the most talented with it. Exactly. Like he has so much potential to do good. So much good. And um, and then it's also one way. of those, yeah, exactly, it's also one of those movies too where it doesn't really end on like a good note either. I know. You know, he makes it till the end and he just kind of does whatever the heck he wants. Mm-hmm. You know. I know. There's never a point where he, like, we watched another movie kind of like that recently, and I'm not going to say the title because I don't want to spoil it, but the guy at the, like, at the end, you know what about. movie I'm yes. talking about, but yes. at the end you're like, oh my gosh, just give, just mm-hmm. give up. Yeah. Just be nice. Exactly. You know, and they just don't, they just ride it all the way to the end. Yeah. Um, but I thought this was a great movie. This was, I, I, I enjoyed it, you know, um, I love a good, like, origin story, uh, so super, super yeah, and Great pick. you guys, thank you, and you guys really like this movie, so I got a lot of messages about this movie. Um, again, I love the alien, they never even address that it's an alien ship or something. I know, I know. Like, that's so cool, and the first hand, uh, sometimes found footage movies can be, like, goofy, sure. is how I would say it, but this, was, this is not, and it also didn't make me motion sick or anything, sometimes, like, um... The first-hand camera makes oh, me I know a little like yeah, 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 totally because they're flying and but they do such a good job of you know the, 
like not doing that. Yeah, I know you exactly. Know, what like mean. not making it too crazy looking. A hundred percent. Yeah, those like GoPro movies. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah, it's like strapped. Yeah, yeah, those are so super weird. Um, but one more thing I was gonna say was you guys like this so much, and somebody messaged me and said there should be a chronicle. First of all, you guys said it was a super underrated movie, but you also said there should be a chronicle prequel, <laughs> which is like, how did the the, the ship get, get there? there. Oh my gosh, Maybe yeah. there's other people affected, oh, you know? So cool, yeah. Right? So I think that would be awesome. Oh, that would be super cool. Yeah. I love that idea. So anyway, awesome movie. Great movie. What do you got for next week? Okay, so this week's movie club pick is Talk to Me from 2023. It is a brand new movie, mm-hmm. brand new to streaming. And I've been waiting since it came out in theaters to see this. So I haven't seen it yet. The Nick trail- hasn't seen it yet. I've seen the trailer and it looks insane. Yeah, I've heard really good things. So this week's movie club pick is Talk to Me from 2023. Actually, I just looked it up and it says 2022, but it came out in theaters nationwide this summer. So 2022, 2023, you'll find it. Okay, we are on our way to the S.K. Pierce Haunted Victorian Mansion in Massachusetts right now. Yes, we are. How are you feeling? Do you feel like something's going to happen? I don't know. I'm so nervous. I, uh, I, don't, I don't want anything to happen. Me either. I, I, I'd probably do this a little bit different than like other people, but I don't do a lot of research before we go to like a weird place. Not that like we do this a lot, but... Uh, because I don't want to have, like, preconceived notions, so I kind of have, like, the cliff notes. So I'm very curious to, like, really get the full rundown of this place. Yeah, I just read about this place a lot and watched videos, and so I know pretty much everything about this place, and there's some spooky stuff going on. So, and the ride out here has been, it's, like, kind of fall, so the leaves are changing in Massachusetts, and it's all very remote. It's beautiful, but, like, I haven't had cell service part of the drive out here and yeah. stuff, so kind yeah. of scary movie vibes. There's, like, of, a a, um, a tire in a tree a hanging from a yeah, tire yeah. swing hanging from a tree that looked terrifying, <laughs> you know, a little spooky. Totally, and it's, it's, a, it's a little rainy, too, so yeah. it's a whole scene. It's a whole scene, so, all right, <laughs> we'll let you guys know what happens. Last week, we had the opportunity to visit the S.K. Pierce Haunted Victorian Mansion in Gardner, Massachusetts. Yeah, we did. And it was spooky. That was, it was spooky, but also one of the most, like, extravagant homes that I'd ever been into. I know. Three stories, a crow's nest, probably, like, around 20 bedrooms. Almost 7,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. Took 100 it- men, two years to build, working yep. every day. And it's just, like, in the town. Like, it's just, you just <laughs> yeah. come around a corner, it's, like, normal house, normal house, normal yeah. house. Yeah. Like, normal town. Yeah. And you come around a corner, and you're like, what is this? <laughs> it's, like, so much taller than everything else. Yeah. It's epic. It's yeah, epic is the word. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, shout out your cousins and his, yes. your cousin and his daughter for coming out. and Coming you know, with us. And then shout out uh, Helping uh, us his go wife, to setting it all up, unfortunately, because she couldn't make it. But yeah. we had our crew back together doing another adventure. Yes. Loved it. Same crew as when we did Conjuring House. That's right. But speaking of Conjuring, I didn't really get, like, 
the vibe there that I did here. I know, same. I thought okay. like at Conjuring, I don't. The only thing I really honestly felt at Conjuring, nothing really so much from the basement was the upstairs portion. But I think I was just like the ceilings are low, so it just felt a little like tight and claustrophobic. Close. Yeah, yeah, that house has a claustrophobic vibe. I didn't like so the Conjuring house. Again, for anybody who doesn't know, um, the movie The Conjuring is based on this house. It's a house in Rhode Island, and it's supposedly one of the most haunted houses in the United States, maybe the world. Yeah. Um, Same with this mansion that we visited. Yes, this is on all the lists. This is on all the lists as well. Conjuring House, though, I agree with you. I didn't feel as uh, spooked out. I didn't feel an energy, like a vibe that I did with this house. Yeah. Conjuring the basement I did. Yeah. I didn't like the basement, but this house had a vibe the whole time. And I think that could be a little bit different because different from the Conjuring house is there were actual deaths that occurred in this house. That's true, too. And I don't know, not like a tinfoil hat, but like the whole energy thing, it has to go somewhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Nick is very much... We're both skeptical of this stuff. Honestly, I love going to these places more for the historical, like, just, like, the fun. I mean, the architecture of this place is yes. insane. It's, the door hinges, all individually amazing. handmade. Uh, we'll throw up a picture on Instagram. This place is an immaculate home. It, it, it was incredible. I mean, the craftsmanship is incredible. And so, honestly, Nick and I, I would say, even more so, go for that kind of stuff. And I mean, Nick is even more... I mean, no, like, we go for the ghost stuff, but we're not, like, expecting to experience anything. It's like, you know, just kind of a spooky historical tour, right? Perfectly put, yeah. Yeah, and so, and Nick is much more skeptical than me, um, and and much less empathic than me. Uh, Totally, yeah. Yeah, like, just, um, but he even, you even felt very... Yeah, there's one room in particular where it was the second floor bedroom on the right the red room Mm -hmm. where i personally felt like super nauseous your cousin's daughter felt like uneasy and Mm -hmm. then your cousin wasn't like feeling too crazy about the room at all he wouldn't even go into the room yeah he eventually did but he's like a big strong tough guy i was gonna say he's like you he's like another like skeptic and tough big dude yeah yeah but yeah so i think it was like a collective you know like uneasy you know like feeling about it all but we didn't like that room. there was there, that that room just had a negative yeah i've never i've never like really felt that before it was really weird but i was like i don't i don't know if it was from you know the drive out there going through yeah. back roads i was like am i just like a little seasick or something it's just now hitting me yeah but then like uh your cousin's daughter mentioned that she wasn't like feeling all that well kind of uneasy and then your cousin said something and i was like oh i don't i think this is maybe like something something's going on yeah and that room is supposed to be we found out at the end of the tour one of the most haunted rooms in the house so that was insane but you didn't feel anything kind of like that we did i did feel like it was like a weird room like i right. didn't like it um like i wouldn't want to hang out in there 100 percent. but yeah. When I came up the stairs to this room, mm-hmm. I audibly said, oh, that smells nice. And then we kept going. Like, I smelled somebody's, like, really good perfume. I yeah. thought it was somebody on the tour. But yeah. then, in hindsight, I never smelled that smell again. Mm. And we were moving around this giant this, place with this group all This actually all made my skin crawl, like, when we found out. So... And again, like we're not expecting to experience anything. Nick and I don't walk around our house like, oh, did you see? Did you feel? Did you hear that creak? Do you no, feel? Yeah. Like we're not those kind of people. Yeah, we don't really look into things. Yeah, you know, to, to seek things. So I 
walked up the stairs, came to this room and said, ooh, that smells nice. And then we kept going on the tour. At the end of the tour, our tour guide, who was shout out. Shout out her. She's also actually the woman in the beginning of this episode who is being interviewed in that clip you heard is the same person. Yeah, she was awesome. So at the end of the tour, she's like, oh, yeah. Um, So the most haunted rooms are there's a room where somebody burned to death. And that's one room. And then she said in the red room, uh, people say that they smell perfume because the wife wore perfume, wore perfume in there all the time. And wow. that made my, like, the hairs on the back of my neck, what's the saying? Yeah, hairs <laughs> on the back of your neck. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, stand straight up because yeah. that was the room when I was like, ooh, that smells nice. Uh-huh. And then when I thought about it, I never smelled that nice flowery perfume again. Totally. That's so, that's so weird. I, I like, visually remember, like, your whole thing about it because, yeah, it was at the end. She was like, all right, so that, you know, that was it. Thanks for coming. Did anybody, you know, anything happen? you feel anything? Whatever. And then she, like, said things where things may happen then you were like you're just looking at me because we're like in a semicircle with the group and your your eyes are bugging it out that freaked me out because like yeah it just registered to me that nobody was wearing that perfume yeah. in our tour group uh-huh um so i mean unless they pipe in you know skeptics yeah, unless they course. pipe in febreze or An something incense, who knows you know, something who knows but also you know earlier on in the in the tour you had a phone malfunction which was really okay, odd yeah i don't know what it was with me in this house but like um again we don't seek these things out we're yeah. not i don't think orbs on photos are necessarily ghosts i don't think you know like right, a right. lot of the th- evidence even that they were showing us i was like i don't know it could be a shadow could yeah. be this could be that my phone fu- i went to take a video because i'm gonna post a video of this place on our instagram at the cult class podcast i went to take a video uh, where the grand staircase was, yep. and there, oh my gosh, they had these creepy dolls all over the house oh, too. Yeah, and it, the video thing. started with this this creepy doll in the corner, and I was like, I'm gonna do the video, the doll and the whole kind of sweep around the whole area. vibe of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Give you guys a visual. And I went to record, and my phone just went total blurry screen. Mm-hmm. It said it was recording, mm-hmm. like it it was on. It was the, the record was on. The little it's red circle was yeah. yeah, like pulsing like it was recording. Well, it was re- it was like recording. Yeah, right. And but it was stuck at zero. Uh huh. With a blurry screen. With a totally blurry screen, totally malfunctioning. I have an iPhone, whatever, one of the newest ones. Yeah. It's never malfunctioned. It hasn't malfunctioned since. It totally freaked out for about a minute. Nick took a video of it. Yeah. It, it just consistently, I mean, it wasn't even like, oh, glitch out. And then yeah. it just sat. And then it ended up archiving this video. It has a zero timestamp, but it's a video. It's not a photo. It's the weirdest it thing. It is the weirdest thing that I have on my phone. Mm-hmm. And after that i was like ready to leave yeah yeah you were very uneasy understandably so that was like really weird that has never happened to my stuff and i was i was like totally in the zone like oh look at this look at that (laughs) oh people think they're ghosts and then my phone freaked out and i was like okay we can leave totally talk about like being more empathic of a person totally you're not feeling that i was not feeling that i was like yeah, yeah. That just felt weird, and now I have this weird zero time stamped video. I didn't even know it was possible yeah, on my phone. Totally, it should be a photo. Yeah, it was very unsettling, but not in like the Conjuring house. Like video, cell phone, 
uh, operation malfunctions, that happened there too. And I, I took a video of that lady's phone, which is doing something pretty similar to that. Yes. So that's what that's where my mind went when this happened. So we were in the Conjuring house in the supposedly most haunted room or area. Yeah, yeah. And this woman did the same thing as me. She went to go take a video of the room. Yeah. And her iPhone again mm-hmm. just went like blurry zoom in and out screen. From the video function. Yeah. Yeah. From the video function. Mm-hmm. And she was like, my phone has never done this. Yeah. Like, what is She's going on? She's showing to me. I pull out my phone. I record it. So we can even do a side by side maybe. Yeah. Tell us what you guys think. But weird. So weird. that was the second time at one of these most haunted places that a phone on a video mode in front of our eyes just completely malfunctioned for over 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. At least, it, again, not like a, a blip of a glitch. You yeah, know? Right. Like It was noticeable. You're you're showing it to people. You know, it was like a whole and thing. And I work on my phone. I mean, I work on my phone all day. Yeah. I take videos. I'm a content creating person. Right. I It's never happened. It freaked me out so much <laughs> that I almost so. walked out of that house and yeah. was like, I'll see you guys at the diner across the street. <laughs> like, Well, power to you for making it through oh my gosh and then at the end again because our tour guide was like oh well some and i like that she saved it to the end totally so that there was no like suggestion because um she was like okay sometimes people experience this or this or that and one of the big things was that people's uh photos and videos malfunction like their camera malfunctions yeah she said that one lady's camera just like on her phone iphone or smartphone again just freaked out yeah yeah in front of her eyes sorry still kind of sick yeah i coughed and edited that out so it's a little choppy that's why um so let me tell you guys should we tell them a little bit about the history Let's of this jump house into it, yeah. okay so just the history of this house for you guys to know and by the way just to give you a visual depiction it's on the corner of a street you come up it's very ominous it's very looming it's huge it's three stories it's painted like a very dark gray um with dark accents now somebody bought it who's who's using it as like a haunted house so i think he like painted it to look sort of scarier yes also if i if i could as soon as we pulled up oh my gosh this is just all hitting me as (gasps) soon as we pulled up there was police officers everywhere there was there was a canine unit like canvassing the area uh-huh. and we didn't know what was going on and then your cousin informed us there was a shooting literally across the street at this business where someone had died no they, they didn't die they were in critical condition where they almost died where they almost <laughs> died wait yeah. how weird is that it the, was terrifying the actually because there time. was cops everywhere yeah. when we pulled up that was really weird and we actually almost went into the business we were like oh maybe we'll stop in you pop in you know on the way back whatever but and then we found out the shooting was there wow yeah sorry yeah, they so that up, added a whole other they ended up catching the guy so that yeah. little button on that but just to add to the whole lore of it all yep so in the house um again just incredible architecture Really like your oh classic gosh, yeah. Victorian looking giant house. Mm-hmm. So here's the history of it. In the late 1880s, Sylvester Pierce decided he would build a mansion befitting a man of his public stature. The mansion he created was a marvel for its time. The nearly 7,000 square foot mansion boasted 10 bedrooms and took 100 men a year and a half to build. Hand carved moldings and cornices are seen throughout the home. 
Painstaking detail was used to create every inch of this masterpiece, from the master bedroom to the servants' quarters. The guest list was one for the ages, as the home is said to have hosted the likes of former President Calvin Coolidge, Minnesota Fats, Bette Davis, P.T. Barnum, and Norman Rockwell, while also serving as a well-known meeting place for the Freemason Society. Pierce, his wife Susan, and their son had big dreams when moving into the home, but their dreams fell apart when Mrs. Susan Pierce mysteriously succumbed to bacterial illness just weeks after moving in. After a year of mourning, Pierce married Ellen Pierce, a woman 30 years his junior, with whom he had two more children. Pierce passed away in 1888, leaving behind his new wife and their three sons. When Ellen Pierce passed away, years later, the three sons bickered constantly over ownership of the mansion and the chair of the business. The Great Depression ended up stifling the business, and eventually SK's youngest son, Edward, took control of the mansion. Edward turned the mansion into a boarding home where some unsavory activities such as drinking, gambling, and prostitution became the norm. There were even tales of murder. It is said that a prostitute was strangled in the infamous red bedroom. Oh my gosh. What? That's the red bedroom. Our lady did not say that. She did not say that. And it's just coming back to me. They found bones in the basement of this house and they don't know human bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Human remains and they don't know why, where. There's not a lot of history on this house. Right. It's a lot of unknown. Oh, I didn't oh know that gosh. about that room. Oh, weird. Literally, my cousin wouldn't even go in that room. Yeah. Oh. Wow. That's okay. creepy. So the red bedroom on the second floor, while another boarder, a Finnish immigrant named Eno, burned to death in the master bedroom in 1963. Some believe that this was a spontaneous combustion as there is little damage to the surrounding room. Another story has a young boy being drowned in the basement. Oh. This was not mentioned on the tour. This was not. The one part about uh, the potential spontaneous combustion was... Uh, she did mention that. Yeah. You're and, right. that, and you know what's really interesting? They have actually a piece of the room that was burned like met, uh, in a like shadow box on the wall. Yeah. Which is super weird. Super weird. Just to really like keep that like as a Like a weird com- commemorative thing. Yeah. And I just have to say, I did not read this before, so I did not know anything about this Red Room stuff. Um, yeah, so that's, that's freaking me out. That's really unsettling. Over the subsequent years, guests of the mansion have suggested that it is rich with paranormal activity. The ghosts of S.K. Pierce himself, Susan Pierce, Edward Pierce, as well as the nanny named Maddie Cornwell, a gentleman named David, who some believe to have been the Red Room Strangler. The prostitute who was murdered in the Red Room, a young boy, a younger girl who was perhaps a granddaughter of Pierce... Eno and some unnamed dark entities in the basement. The basement did not give a good vibe, too. Yeah, I, I didn't. Say. I didn't really feel anything down there. But you were you were saying that when we back. I, I literally didn't even want to go down there. I was like, we what? went down, and then <laughs> as soon as the tour guide was like, "Okay, should we go back upstairs?" I was like, "Yep." I yeah. was the first person behind her. I was like, "See ya." Now that you're saying that, though, your cousin's daughter uh, was telling me that there's a lot of these tour guides who work there who actually won't go into the basement because it is. It is so spooky, I'll say. Yes. Yeah, some people... Uh, so, it's kind tour of, gu- so it depends on what tour you yeah. go on, if the tour guide will even take you So it's you kind of a there. treat for us to go down there. But I, I, I didn't really treat feel anything. Treat is strong. Treat, I guess. <laughs> but I didn't it really happens. feel anything, so it makes sense that you would feel... You I know, know. I have a feeling I about sound it. like a woo-woo-wee when we're... <laughs> and I know no. I'm interested in this stuff, but I, I promise you guys, I am not like... 
a woo-woo person. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, most no. places are pretty chill, but this place, I don't know why. It just gave me... Yeah. Now that I'm reading it, now I know why it gave no me kidding. bad vibes. So during our tour, too... This, <laughs> There wasn't a lot of history because there isn't a lot of history about the house. Mm-hmm. And the tour guide, more of the tour was like, oh, and this is original to it's the about house. about the house, it, yeah, yeah, which the, is cool. And yeah. she was cool. I mean, the lady was, like, so funny. And yeah. everybody was, like, really bonding and having fun. Yeah, yeah. There's so much space. You just kind of wander. Oh, and, my gosh, yeah. You couldn't really move as a group because it was, like, so large. You yeah. Just kinda, and it's, like, a house. So you're like, oh, well, she's always pop over in this room. But yeah, they are kind of just like a... Well, they allowed us to just kind of look around, which is really cool. So if you're into this stuff, check it out. My family, I sent them a picture that we went, and they were like, oh, I don't think I'd have the guts to go. <laughs> That's what they all said. <laughs> but, um, but we did it. Yep, absolutely. Proud of it. Can't wait for the next one. That was super cool. Shout out to my cousins for coming. It was so much fun. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. And also, we have a, a treat of a place we're going to this week. Yeah, we're going on to the Graveyard Shift tour of the Mark Twain house, which is also said to be one of the most haunted houses in America. I can't wait. I know. Actually, after this whole experience, I'm like, "Eh." but I've been (laughs) in Mark Twain house. Not bad vibes either. No, it was pretty. It wasn't. Okay. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how I've just been on regular tours. I'm, I'm excited about the ghost tour. Cool. I'm excited. All right. Well. We'll update you guys next week. Yep. But be sure to watch Talk to Me from 2022 this week for this week's movie club. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you guys. This has been a Sundown 96.6 FM production.